Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well, here we are, Cindy Cherry uh, at one end of the table and uh, Timothy Cherry and Andell at the controls and we're having a lot of fun. I tell you one thing, uh, Tim, uh, there was a lot of action over the weekend. We, we'll call it action, okay? Yep. No, it was, uh, it, was, it was funny. We were just talking, watching that Toronto-Ottawa game on the weekend compared to the Calgary-Edmonton game. It looked like an alumni game, the Toronto-Edmonton or Toronto-Ottawa. But, uh, boy, that, the, the Battle of Alberta in both games this week didn't disappoint. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Let's let's go over the games over the weekend. Yeah, we'll talk about those guys. In yeah, I talk about those guys later. Uh, Canucks they won four three. Marks from the, the goaltender for Vancouver is fantastic. I mean, he really is. I mean, they they were outshot seventeen to five in the third period. Quint Hughes uh, plus three got uh, three. I mean, this guy this this guy's pretty good, pretty good. And then we have the Jets. Uh, Hollebuck made thirty eight saves and. Uh, Leif Spezza, you know, I have to, I didn't know Spezza, he's got, he's uh, got 10 goals, I think he's got 10 goals, and he only plays 10 minutes, and he had six shots, and I mean, he led the team, and he led both teams in shots, he only played 10 minutes. You know what, you know what it reminded me last night, he scored a nice goal, he walked down and just hammered the, the puck past uh, the goalie, they, they said the shot was 145 kilometers an hour, so that's like, what, 80 yeah. miles an hour. We, remember, we had him with the Mississauga Ice Dogs. Yeah, he, you know, yeah, you're right, and I know what you're going to say. He get over the blue line. He looked to pass, looked to pass, looked to pass. And then do you remember what what happened? Yeah, and then I said, I'm going down and shoot the puck in a night. You went down and you gave him heck. You said, oh. look, you he had such a good shot back then. You said, go down and shoot the puck. So we were playing Kingston, and the goalie, I forget the name of the goalie he was playing against, but he it was an NHL goalie, and you could see Jason was mad. Like, he just had that look on his face. And right off the face-off, he gets the puck, and he steps over the blue lane, and he let a shot go. It hit the goalie's glove, took the goalie's glove off, knocked him back in the net, and he didn't even celebrate. He skated right to the bench. He was mad. He was he, mad. He's the only time I've ever seen a guy get a goal when he's mad. You know what? My memory of uh, Jason Spezza is with uh, the Mississauga Ice Dogs. I, was, I worked for them, too, and I was doing a hockey card. So I thought, oh, Jason Spezza's rookie card's got it. You know, we got to do it right for junior a, uh, junior a Club. So you know how you ask the questions, your favorite car and this and that. So one of the questions I had was, what's, what's, your, what's your pet peeve? You know, what, what's your pet peeve? So we, they, all, the, all the guys did it, and it's blank. So I go to, remember Steve, uh, Steve Cherry, your, your yeah. nephew? I said, Stephen, I said, send this down to Jason. He didn't do a pet peeve. So Steve goes down and says, what do you need Phil? He goes, I don't know what a pet peeve is. Yeah. <laughs> and so he says, it's something that pisses you off. And just Jason says, well, I can't think of anything. I go, he said, I says, my list is a mile long, and he can't think of one thing. He, that... was, he was pretty happy-go-lucky back then. He yeah. was. He was a really happy-go-lucky guy. I, I made it up for him. I said, referees that don't drop the puck. I oh, think that's, that's what that's I said. <laughs> I remember trying. I remember, uh, I remember one of the last games I coached. I was trying to teach him on the face-offs, and I was telling him, <laughs> I looked, and he was shooting the puck off the wall. I mean, he was a happy-go-lucky guy. But I tell you one thing, he's with Toronto. He he's serious. He knows this is his. Uh, he good. he played a lot last night. Like he 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 was he played like he was he, he was their best player. 
He was their best player. He led them in shots. And uh, but you know, I, you know, the thing that gets me is Matthews a couple of years ago was terrible on draws, and I think he was ten and four last night. Montreal, Jeff Petrie. I mean, this guy doesn't get the credit. He's plus three, I mean, four assists last night. And you know, Buffalo. I can't figure out Buffalo. Buffalo are five one and zero oh in the afternoons. They should play. They they should play all their games in the afternoon. Boy, I heard a rant. I was listening to the Buffalo Stadium. A guy went on, and they didn't interrupt him. And he was he was a sportscaster. He went on for twenty minutes. What a rant it was! I, if the players ever heard that, it would be so discouraging. But he went on and on. But Buffalo, if they could play in the afternoon, they'd be great. Yeah, you know the, the you know a lot of people knock the NHL stuff, but the one thing is really good is. They, there always seem to be tight playoff races, and they're almost as more exciting than the, the, the playoffs at times. And you look at the West, it's from first to, like, fifth is four points. Well, that's what they've worked on. They want the league, and they call it the um, – uh, what do they call it? The, I forget what they call it. The, uh, what do they call it when they're even, everybody's even? They want parity. Oh, yeah, they want a parity, yeah. You know, I, I often talk to the stars – and they don't, they don't believe in the, in the parity. They believe there should be a flagship of one great team that every, when they come in, I remember when Montreal would come in. And, and uh, when, you know, the Stanley Cup, it would be a big deal. Where now? I, but I, they must be doing something, right? Because they have, and I, and I think it's better now because at, at sometimes at Christmas, we'd go into a club, we'd go, we'd go in halfway through the season, the team would be out of the playoffs, had no chance at all. Now, I remember getting back to the afternoon games. How were your feelings? When you coached the Bruins, you weren't a big fan of the afternoon games, were you? We, we were one of the first. The kids, no, I, I, I know the players didn't like it. You know, it, it throws them off. But then, and, and the team on the road used to love it because, they, you know, there'd be no morning skate. They could sleep in in the hotel. They'd have their meal, whereas we had, you know, they had to take care of everything. We did okay, though, with the Boston Guards. We yeah, never that's lost. true. We never lost. Because they used to have it that the Bruins would play in the afternoon and the Celtics would play that night. And that was, boy, imagine and the fans know, getting in. Yeah, the funny thing was, when that happened, there, there, it, it were completely different crowds. There would be 16, oh, whatever, the Gardens held. Sure. They would, the Bruins fans would leave, and then the Celtics would come in. They, yeah. were, they, 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 they were completely different fans. Yeah, and they used to put those boards down. and uh, boy, The Bull the, Gang, right? Yeah, well, the Bull Gang boy, was great. Boy, you get out of their way. Yeah, they, the Bull Gang. They call them the Bull Gang and everything. But, you know, getting back to the fighting in that, I, I, you know, I, I know that I, I listened to a guy on the, on the air the, yesterday, and he, you know, he doesn't believe in the fighting. Yeah, okay, I go along with the. You don't have about four or five guys jumping on the boards, and they. All right, you, people would love it, but I, I really don't. Didn't like the the, the bench clearing brawls. I really didn't like it. A lot of guys get hurt and those things. But let me just tell you how how I felt about it with the Boston Bruins. We got two guys from uh, New York. One was Jean Rattel, great scorer and everything, but he had a bad back. His back was so bad that he, he was a, a semi-pro golfer. He had to stop golfing. We had to have a board put on it. And, but the word was out, don't touch Rattel. If you touch him, uh, you, you know, we, would, we would forfeit a game to make sure you never did it again. And the same thing was with Park. Park used to lead the New York Rangers. Brad Park was a superstar uh, behind Bobby. He used to, play, used to be the second defenseman behind uh, Bo, uh, Bobby Orr. So and and he would and guys could get him be like pests. Remember that guy for Detroit? I forget his name. Dennis something. Planich. Planich. Dennis Planich. Boy, he, 
He got it from Wilf Paymont. Remember that? Yep. <laughs> he, he, he fooled with the wrong guy he there. He fooled the wrong guy, Wilf Paymont. So anyhow, yeah, I remember he cut him. And, yeah, he hit him uh, with the stick. He hit him with the stick. And, and Paymont was, boy, he had those funny eyes. I remember a story. I uh, I digress here, but I have to. We we got a guy, great big uh, big Irish guy, and he had a beard on. And he kept telling me what he's going to do to Paymont. He played with Paymont in Colorado. And Paymont didn't like him, and he didn't like Paymont. And I thought, oh, this guy sounds pretty tough. So we played him. I kept putting him on against Paymont. Never did a thing. But so, I, you, just the thing with Wolf, you were always saying that there, there are guys in the league that you just didn't fool around no, with. You, and, and like we, Schmatz, Bobby Schmatz was one. Bobby Schmatz uh, was one. Wolf Paymont was another one. Yeah, because they used their stick, eh? And, and they used anything. And I remember this guy. I remember this guy had a big beard. And uh, he didn't touch Paymont at all. Didn't even look sideways at him. So he said, Don, I know you don't like beards. He said, uh, I'll shave it off. As you know, it's in the shower as I walk by. He said, no, I'll leave it on. Leave the by. <laughs> You're not going to stay long. So what was it? Oh, yeah, Brad Park. So Brad Park, they had Brad Park off all the time because he would be fight, fighting guys that never, ever played. But he'd be fighting. Nice. So finally I had a meeting, and I said, if you – if you fight again, I'm going to put it in the league that uh, you're fined and the whole deal. And, he, you know, he read deep in his heart. He did not want to fight. I know he didn't, but he'd stick up for himself and everything. He says, yeah, but what happens if a guy spears me? I said, don't worry, we'll have a guy there. Well, and we did. And Well, I remember, you know, you talk about John Rattel, that uh, we were playing, it was towards the end of the season, and we were playing a big game against the Islanders in the island. And I think we were... We were two points up on Buffalo, so this was a big game. This was our game on hand. And who was it? Gary Hart hit John Rattel. I think it was, it was the guy with the curly blonde hair. And I remember John Winsink. You know, John did what he should have done. He grabbed this guy and nailed him up against the boards with about, I forget how many go. And, and all the players wondered, what is he, nuts? This is for first place. Well, the, game was, game was the game was tied at the tied time. Tied at the time. And I remember... I, so I now I have to stick up for John because and I, I almost fainted too. I said, couldn't believe he got a penalty for, you know, there's time to do it, time not to do it. And come on, it's okay. Don't, don't touch our ratty. I don't care. You know, and I'm losing. And I, I call a penalty, call the killers over, and I said, look, if you ever kill a penalty, this is the penalty to kill. And so, they did. And they and, did. And guess who got the winning goal? And a backhand from in front of the net was John Rattel. So we had this to go on with those two guys. The only reason that New York traded them was he had a bad back. And I remember the cartoon was in the paper. It had Harry Sinnon, who made the trade, great trade for Harry Sinnon. It had uh, a guy with a broken leg because Park was supposed to have a broken leg. Well, he's too heavy to start with. You know what they call him? The Pillsbury boy. So Park did not fight again after that. We had a guy right there, and the word was out in Rattel. So what I'm trying to say is, take a look at all the stars right now. Take a look at uh, McDavid. He's always hurt. I mean, I hate to say it, but he's hurt every year. Take a look at Crosby. Crosby's hurt every year. Take a, Remember a few years ago, they never had anybody to protect Lemieux. He was always hurt all the time. I remember Kasparaitis, uh, Darren Kasparaitis, a little Russian, slapped him in the face when he was down. And Lemieux used to be reduced to, as I say, as, as diving and, and because nobody was there to protect him. Now, let's jump ahead to Gretzky. Now, we'll go on with Gretzky. The reason Gretzky was never hurt, I remember Billy McCreary hit him at the blue line, and by accident, he got a little, uh, Gretzky got a little careless. 
And McCreary never, ever got back on the ice again in the National Hockey League to save his life. Anyhow, it was, it was Billy McCreary. I remember, and I was doing the color of that game. I thought, and I remembered Gretzky was on the bench calling, Sammy, Sammy. And he's talking about some inkle. So the reason was you never touched Gretzky. Well, I remember in Colorado, it was, your year in Colorado was the first year in the league, and Ron DeLorme just kind of accidentally bumped into him. They were looking the other way, and they bumped into each other, and uh, they were actually coming on the bench after him. And he turned to me and he says, Grapes, I didn't mean to hit him. I didn't mean it. Not that Lonnie De- Ronnie DeLorean was, was afraid or anything. So what I'm saying is he set all those records. He was never as hurt because of two guys, Marty McSorley and David Seminkel. And the very, that's what I try to say is it should have – I'm not going in the instigator rule again, but you've got you to – tell us about the instigator, Tim. You always, when, you, when they were bringing the instigator rule in – they were tr- they were trying to justify it because there was people like yourself and other people were saying how bad it was and their 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 philosophy was they said well first of all the game's getting too big and that that the uh, that that uh, uh, there's too many fights and the little guys can't play anymore in the league and that uh, and and they were the ridiculous most ridiculous thing was that there was um, that the fighters were going after the the stars. And that they were saying that um, if they got instigator rolling and they had less fights, they had two things they said were going to happen. First, they said there was going to be more goals. And then they said the fans were going to enjoy it more, which, you know, okay, that's, that, that's ridiculous. But, you know, if you look at the year that Gretzky set the record with 212 points, that was 81-82, there was 1,300 majors in that year. As compared to last year, there was like 400 and some, just over 400. But that year, that, that when they had the 1,300 majors, there was 100 players that had uh, 13, uh, 13 players that had over 100 points, and then last year there was six. There was 10 players that got 50 goals. Last year there was two. There was 40 players, or 22 players that had 40 or more goals. Last year there was 13. Dave Howard Chuck, who was, you know, he was a rookie, he was 18, set a record for 103 points. So obviously the goals were up. Even with the 1,300 majors that were going on, the goals were up, and that's with two less games and seven, seven less teams in the league. The, the ridiculous thing was they were saying that the small players couldn't play, and you had Dennis Marouk, Denny Savard, Marcel Dion, and Dino Cicerelli, who were all small guys, were in the top 10 in scoring. So it, does, it, it was just, you just sit back and you say, what were they, what were they thinking about? Well, this is, Dad, what you always talk about is the culture of hockey, right? There's a culture of hockey that some people know the, the ins and the well, outs Ca- of it. Calgary and Edmonton sure, sure live up to it, I'll tell you that. It, it was funny. You're right, Cindy. Uh, that, uh, it was really funny that you were, talking about the, they were, you were talking about they were really pumping the game in Calgary and Edmonton on Friday night, and they showed the game of Tampa and L.A. Yeah. There was it was on a a, a writer for Barstool um, who was like they were one of the leading internet guys on, on writing and he he went insane on the on the National Hockey League saying how they have no idea how to promote the league they have no idea what the fans want and and this guy's a hardcore hockey fan and there's a lot of hardcore hockey fans in the U.S. and all remember it was the Battle of Alberta it was Turtle Gate you know they were just pumping it and so this guy he lives in the states. 
and he was sit down ready to watch the game, and it was on NBC Sports, and he says the irony was it was called Wednesday Night Rivals. So he's sitting there thinking, this is, boy, I can't wait. You know, Tate, Chuck, Cassie, and he's all excited. That was a great one, too. And he was going, and then he looks, and they had NBC and the NHL showed Tampa Bay and L.A. He said, <laughs> first of all, they what, they play each other once every three years. And, or, and really, who cares? Who I cares, mean, right? Yeah. And he goes, so I'm sitting there, and he says, I'm trying to go on the Internet to find out what's going on. I see Cassie. I see they're fighting. He said, I was so mad. And he goes, it just shows, he says, that a lot of, he goes, they don't. The NHL doesn't listen to what the fans want. You know, Tim, they listen to the people that are in the media who wouldn't go to the games if they had to pay. They listen to the people that don't like hockey, and they listen to the people that wouldn't watch hockey. They should always, and there's a lot of people in, there's a lot of organizations around that should listen to the people that buy the beer, and and watch the games, but those people and all you have to do. I mean, I, I you know, I, people in Edmonton. You think they don't know hockey? You think the people in Calgary don't know hockey? They've been watching it since they were a kid. They went nuts in those games. And when when and you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that to go back to the '70s when they had bench clearing brawls, like I said, and things like that. Yeah, because you, the rinks aren't big enough. They, you know, they, they, the yeah, rinks aren't big enough. Well, Con Smythe said it. We have to stop that fighting in the game because we'll have to build bigger rinks. I mean, it, I mean, everybody knows it, and but you can't. They can't do anything. I it, listen. I understand you can't go back to the '70s, like I said, but you should. You should not be so. How would I say it? So tough on the guys that fight. I got to tell something. The uh, linesmen and the referees were pretty good on that, Cassie. And, and some, you know, I, someday I'm going to tell a story about Probert. Uh, maybe I should tell it now. About the time Probert, but uh, Ron McLean and I. Well, why don't we, we'll, we'll do that in a minute. Well, we, why don't, why don't, let's first talk about Calgary and Edmonton, the two, the two games, what are your thoughts on that? And then We'll talk about uh, one of the most anticipated fights ever in the National Hockey League. Well, there was two. Well, there was two. Probert and, Probert and, and Ty, and then Probert and, and Crowder. But so, what did you think? Though they fought last, or they fought, they played last week, and um, uh, right off the bat, uh, what did you think of Cassian and uh, Taychuk? Well, Taychuk, you know, I was tough on that kid, but I'm sure his dad had uh, well had a lot to do with that, and um, he stood up for himself. And he's a better hockey player because he is a good hockey player. I mean, he just has to stop. The, he's not a pest. He's too good for that. He's, he, he's, he's a real good hockey. He's a real good hockey player. But, you know, here's the funniest thing that I cannot understand is they have a great crowd in Edmonton, and they've only got 13 wins, and they have 14 on the road, which is, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And Calgary is the same thing. A great fan, great fans at home, and they've only got 13 wins at home and 14 on the road. Why they play better on the road than they do at home is a tough one. Right. So, Dad, you were saying, like, right off the bat, um, um, Cassian said that the Taychuk wanted to fight right away, but you, you have a reason why you think he made him wait a little bit. Well, what happened was that uh, Taychuk wanted to get it over with, and he was ready. I mean, he was ready, and Cassian wasn't quite ready. And I'm sure he said something to the effect as, hey, wait a minute, kid, we'll get, we'll get playing a little bit here. And what he wanted to be, he wanted to be ready, the same as, as, as uh, Taychuk was ready. And it was a nanny. But how about, how about the two goalies going at it? I mean, yeah, yeah, that was the next night, but that was the next one. But 
I think the better fight was Ryan Nugent Hopkins and, and Sean Monahan. That was Monahan's first fight. And, Rob, and and you said that the difference between it was, what was the difference between those well, two? Well, the difference is when you fought a guy that never fought before, he was fighting because he was mad. And they were really mad at one another. Whereas Cassian, and that was a good fight, Tejak, but they were two good fighters that were fight. But boy, there was two young, who was it? It was Ryan June. Nugent Hopkins, and uh, that was his third NHL fight, and Sean Monahan, that was his first NHL well, fight. Well, I'll tell you something. They were throwing him pretty good. It looked like they have thrown him in junior or something. But uh, the crowd was just, just going, going, nuts. In, going insane, and they, they were all banging on the board. And, you know, it's a funny thing to watch last night. The only time the players bang the boards and, 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 and stand up, the only time – is when there's a fight on. That's the only time. A goal, you know, okay. But when there's a fight on, I tell you, the fans love it. The players don't mind it, evidently. The coaches don't mind it. And, and, and the crowd goes wild. So the only people that don't like it, and I was listening to a guy yesterday, are the people that get in free, the media-type guys. Oh, yeah, and, that, and then, Tim, what did you say the tagline is for the guys that are doing the color on the game? Oh, oh, well, uh, let's, uh, now they're going to get back yeah, to play back, hockey. Let's get back to hockey. You know, yes. like they have no idea. And they have well, no they, idea. They, they do, Cindy. Uh, cooler heads prevail. I like <laughs> oh, that one. Yes, cooler yes. heads prevail. Yeah. I like that. And the re, the re, well, they want to keep their job. And, uh, oh, well, yes. You know, that's it. This is true. And some guys are stupid that don't want to keep their job. This is true. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, so, then, so then they played two days later. They played Saturday night and um, – did, I could. I didn't. I didn't think there was going, anything was going to happen. Usually, it's once the fight's yeah, over, once, it kind yeah. of went on. But my theory is, I think that the, that Edmonton was mad that the goalie Riddich threw a stick in the air after after they won the game. Yeah, but it, and, they, and, and and it looked to me like Edmonton was sky high for that game last. Well, week. again, they played good on the road. They nail them, and and uh, you know, I just don't. I don't understand it. But they they were sky high. But you know, when you watch that McDavid play, boy, he is. Yeah. What did, what did you think of Giordano? When you- no, I, 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 I could understand uh, uh, McDavid being mad, banging a stick and breaking a stick, a $300 stick. Uh, I just, I, I could understand him. I don't know, Giordano, see, Giordano was the guy that tripped him that went in, he went into the goalpost. Yeah. And um, then he sticks his knee out like that. And that's, or no, he didn't stick his knee. He stuck his behind out. I think he got caught. Got caught he was flat-footed for flat-footed, sure. Flat-footed, and he just, well, I'll just kind of, I don't, but boy, did uh, McDavid, you know, when you get hurt at a certain, you know, knee or your eye or something like that, you go bananas. And he did, he go bananas on the bench. I, this, I think he just went trying to. Was this him. the game that the goalies were fighting, Tim? No, that was, that was the, the first game. Oh, and then, the first game, yeah. And then okay. Saturday, they, they, they got into it again. I think that, I think they did pretty good. Smith, the, the, the other guy. There's was, something about watching goalies fight. Well, it's, they said, you want to go, you want to go, you want to go. But I, I, I think that, uh, well, I, th- I, I think, first of all, I think Bear did a good job. The, yeah. the, the, the smaller defenseman grabbed Taychuk. And, you know, they, they talk about, well, you know, uh, Cassian and, and Taychuk, there's a big difference in height. There really isn't. I no, mean, they're they're not, the they, there was a big difference with Taychuk and Bear. And, that, and again, last night, that was Bear's first fight. Yeah. And, and he took on Taychuk, which was good. But there's a, there's a picture now floating around on the Internet. And the case you people didn't see the fight, what happened was they, there was a fight, and Talbot, um, the goalie for Calgary, uh, kind of got into it a little bit. Yeah. And then at, or, the Oilers goalie, Smith, 
came out and he stood at the blue line. He didn't cross the blue line, but he stood at the blue line just in case Talbot jumped yeah. in again. And there's a photo now on the internet that somebody took with their cell phone of Nurse looking at Talbot and pointing to Smith saying, there he is. You started it. And and so Talbot did. He was yeah. the guy that went out. And uh, and uh, Smith's a lot bigger than him, eh? and and but uh, oh, it was pretty good. I think the best fighter I think of, I've seen quite a few. I I think when we had Achievers never fought. Well, he did earlier. I, but I, yeah, I I can I guess which one you're gonna say? Ooh. I was I'm gonna say when Ronnie Hextall and uh, the Toronto goalie were going. Felix Potvin. Yeah, that, that was, was good. a good one. That, I think I think Felix Potvin was the best goalie I ever saw fight. Hextall was good, but I think it didn't I didn't think Hextall fought that fight. That or he wasn't I, ready. I didn't think I didn't think Felix Potvin was that. He probably didn't think they he was that good of a fighter. Potvin. Well, he was a little guy, and I I didn't think he was that good either. But boy, he could he was the best goal. I thought Hextall was good. Uh, Mike Vernon was good. Remember Mike Vernon had it uh, with uh, who was oh, Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh, yeah. yeah, that was Osgood a good, had a good fight with Patrick oh, Waugh. Can I of, tell a good story about Tim and Tim and Ronnie Hextall? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I remember Ronnie Hextall and you because his dad played with you, Dad, Brian Hextall yeah. in Rochester. And I remember his mom used to come down and you you guys used to play mini sticks down in the basement. Do you not remember playing? No, yeah. I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. And we would mom and dad would or mom would be having coffee and you'd score on Ronnie Hextall. And because, you know, you're you're at. And he would start crying. He wasn't going to play anymore. And he would just they were always breaking up fights between you and Ronnie Hextall. Fast forward, what, 20 years, 25 years? Mom and I are watching Ronnie Hextall in, in Nets for, what would it be, Philly? Philly. Philly yeah. Probably. And he's going crazy because remember no, he, he ran he ran out of the out of his crease. Oh, he's always complaining to he the referee. Over, he, and he was always thinking. So mom turns to me and says, he really hasn't changed, has he? He goes, he's just like when he was a little boy carrying on about the referees. It's not fair. And every time I think he of hit. Ronnie Hextall, I think of you guys. That, that was when he went after uh, Chelios. Chelios. Yeah, and he ran out of the he ran out of his crease and he saw Chelios doing something. And he ran. How many? What was the last time you saw that? A goalie going after a forward I from the other it. side. Well, well I he think ran. last night that Talbot went after him, but. I remember the one we're talking about goalie fights. Then we'll get in after this. We'll talk about uh, uh, you and Ron going to see uh, Troy. Oh Prater, yeah, Prater. Prater. Um Was uh, remember it, there was another brawl. This was the second brawl we had in Atlanta. Uh, Jilly Gilbert and uh, Bouchard. Paul Bouchard. Dan Bouchard. I don't know what happened, but boy, I remember they both had long hair. Well, they were both. I think they were both backups at the time, and they were both mad that they weren't playing, and just. Just, I mean, I couldn't believe, I, I was, the violence of it was unbelievable. And, and, and boy, I, and I think, I think uh, Jilly thought he was hitting me. But anyhow, he was, <laughs> they were just, remember, I remember Bouchard, he could throw him too. Yeah, I remember, because they both had kind of long hair. Yeah. And their hair was going all over the place. And, and then they, they, they hit, like, it was as good as the Osgood Patrick Waugh fight. And, yeah. and then they fell to the ground and they, you know, they got up with their, you know, their goalie equipment and went at it again. And, you know, I've, I've scoured the Internet looking for that well, footage. We can't find it. But, boy, that was that was one of the – I think all the players stopped and kind of looked to see Yeah, it. they couldn't believe it. It's always interesting to how the players, when they watch the goalies fight, they're like in awe. Like, wow. like that's what happened last night. They were – Bear and, and Taychuk were fighting, and then the other two guys fought. And you can see them kind of stop <laughs> and look and say – 
Oh, this well, is- it, it doesn't happen too often. But the best, and I have to say that I've seen over the years, the best uh, f- goalie that I've seen fighting, like I said, is Felix Potvin. And, and the little guy, and the little smallest guy. And, but I, I, somebody told me that he took up boxing when he was, but he, he sure could throw him. So, you know, the Battle of Alberta, you know, they were two really anticipated games and everybody was waiting to see if Taychuk and, uh, and, and Cassidy. And they were ready. They were going to fight. But I think probably there was two more anticipated fights in the league. And that was uh, the rematch with Probert and, and Ty. Ty Tommy. Tommy. Um, but the one we'll talk about was... Well, first of all, let me just say about Ty. And the, and the reason that... The Pro, Pro, I, I've only seen Probert really ticked off. He usually fight, he was pretty impassive in a fight. And he was ticked off twice. And, and Ty let on... That he had the heavyweight champion of the of the of, of the he, he he fought uh, in New Bob, York Bob, Bob and he probably got you would say he got the better of him and he, and and well he got he, he did he went he won that fight now Probert I know is just you know and, and, and then a rematch when, and but anyhow when Ty went to the box he went like like yeah like the he heavyweight. had the, uh, had yeah, the heavyweight I think belt. Messier told him to don't do that stuff anymore and he didn't but I remember Troy Crowder this yeah. is and it was and I was sitting. Well, let's we'll 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 let's jump ahead. No, we'll listen to Bob. We oh, have yeah. him on the Grapevine show. So we we had Bob Probert on the Grapevine show, and I have to say this that well, he was ner- he was nervous too. Oh, very, and he was shy. He's pretty shy. Anyway. He's a shy guy, and, and uh, he, so he, we we remember he had a bad hair day. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you said to him. What you say to him? Say, Bob, what's the hair? What's with the hair? He says, Yeah, I'm having a bad hair day. <laughs> it was like, and then go ahead. So. Well, kind of what we did with the grapevines, we talked about it before, was we used to have, um, we shot these ones in the restaurants, and then it almost became like dinner theater, right? Cindy was like... Dino Cicerelli, my buddy. So what happened was, we would say to the people, you know, this week, you know, in this show, we would have so-and-so, and then and then people would phone in reservations for the for the show, and we had a lot of players. So I would, so we were, um, we had Bob on with Dino Cicerelli, and uh, we were in, um, uh, we were shooting at the Mississauga Grapevine at Square One, and Patrice was the manager at the bar at the time. And uh, she said, um, uh, she says uh, she didn't know hockey that well. And she says, who's, who, who do we have on this weekend? And I said, uh, Dino Cicerelli and Bob Probert. She says, Bob who? I said, Bob Probert. She says, Well, who is he? And I says, Well, he's the heavyweight champ of the National Hockey League. She says, Well, I thought he was the Pope. And I go, <laughs> What do you mean? She says, The phone has not. Stopped yeah. ringing. He was uh, a, people, people wanted to go in. He was and a guy. we had all, uh, you know, we had a lot of sponsors. We had Molson's and all, a bunch of sponsors. They all wanted, the, it was the yeah. first time they said that they wanted seats, you know, front row. And we sold out and we, there was people banging on the door to get in. He was, I think he, of all the players who were like playing at the time when we interviewed him, he was by far the most popular. We had people drove up from Detroit to see him. And you know, it's a funny thing. It's the same thing. That would happen with Probert uh, every time, everywhere he went. He was, and I'll tell you a story about the Battle of the Blades that he was so excited. And they told him he had, and I never forgot this, they told him he had to go, he had to learn how to skate on figure skates. So he went all summer, worked hard on the figure skates. And, you know, and, um, and, and boy, figure skating and, and the blades are, are a lot different. So he, he learned. And then Ty shows up and says, ah, I'm not wearing them. And so he was, re- and he loved, and the only reason that people, and I, I have to say it, the only reason was to see Probert and Ty Dami, and they cut him the first show. 
Yeah. They cut him the first. The, the Battle f- of the Blades. Battle yeah. of the Blades. Talk yeah. about He was the first to go home. And for, you're thinking, you know, there again, marketability. You they, think they would have kept, you know, to see well, Probert could, and Ty. Well, they did. They did. They fooled around. And they should have kept him for about three shows because everybody tuned in. The only reason they tuned in was to see Ty and Probert and that, and, and they cut him the first show. I'll tell you, it would really hurt him. Uh, Danielle, his uh, wife, told me that, that it broke his heart that he was out because he, he was a great guy. And everybody told me he was a great guy, that he used to go out and get the pizza and stuff like that. They loved him. Yeah. Now, people, a lot of people don't remember with the Battle of Blades. You were a, a judge on that. How did you feel about judging those, those guys? I didn't. I, I said I'd never go back again. I said, <laughs> what am I judging. doing here? Yeah, <laughs> I, man, When I'm guys. judging, I, I had no idea. But uh, you know, you know, Battle of Blades, getting off of back. It is amazing to watch those guys in the Battle of the Blades. Well, remember they, they had the who was the guy with the bow tie that was the uh, the one judge who was a figure skating. Oh judge? yeah, I forget his name. The old guy. The old guy. And I remember after the first, you did. I think you were there the first or second show, and and you know he goes, "This is a disaster. This is a disaster." And you said to him. Well, what do you mean it's a disaster? He says, I think the players are really doing well. You got mad. He goes, no, it's a disaster for figure skating. He said, you have these old hockey players. And he says, they're doing unbelievably good. He goes, so. And he was good. And they cut him. He was too good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Entertaining. Yeah. So we'll get back to, let's go go back. So we had Bob Probert on. And uh, here's a little clip of Bob talking about tie downs and uh, Joey Koser and uh, Detroit Crowder. And when we come back, you'll go into more detail about the Troy Crowder. Tonight in the grapevine, we got Dino Cicerelli, the Detroit Red Wings. But first of all, let's introduce the heavyweight champion of the NHL, Bobby Probert. Oh, yeah. My buddy. All right. Yes, sir. I'm getting so carried away, I'm putting it over here. Now, look, uh, what would I do without you? On Rock'em Sock'em 5 and 4 and 5 and 3 and 2 and them all. This guy is a star of them all. Is he not? Most popular guy. Now look. Willie Plett, I'm going to ask you a question. Willie Plett did something. I couldn't believe what he did. I used to, I used to be a pretty good fighter in my day. I don't know whether I can take this guy, but what are you laughing at? Anyhow. He did something. When I used to be through fighting, I don't know whether it happened to you or not, my neck would always, I'd always have a stiff neck from the guys pulling on the sweater. I mean, I'd be walking around like this all the time. But Willie Plett, I saw him in a fight one time. He, he cut the back of his sweater, and it, he just went down about that far, stitched it up. When you pull it, give away. Do you ever think? You don't even tie yours down. Well, I, I used to, but then for a while there, I... I uh Tried it the other way and it seemed to work, so I just kept on. How come uh, no tie downs? I mean, I don't understand that. Just, just forgot. You just forget all the time. <laughs> tell you. Yeah, I tell you, he doesn't need them, I guess. Now, Joy Kosher, the Bruise Brothers, his hands are really bad. How come your hands are all right? How come you don't hurt your hands? I, I've been lucky. Joey, uh, Joey had a bad, bad uh, uh, experience in the minors his first year and he hit somebody in the tooth and it was infected and he almost lost his arm, so. Uh, they had, they had to operate, and he's got a big scar on it now. Boy, I'll tell you, a lot of guys, when they hit, they just want to hit the guy. When well, Joey he wants hits, hit. yeah. Joey wants to put it out the back of your head. That's the only problem with him. But anyhow, let me ask you one last question we get to Dino. Do you find it tough? Every city you go in, there's a young gunfighter, and if he ever beats Probert, you know, he, it, it's a feather in his cap. Is it tough? Well, it's, it's happened a lot in the past, and, uh, yeah, you know, it, it gets old, but uh, it's still a job for me, and uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta stand up, uh, 
for my reputation, I guess. I got a story to tell you. I'm going to, when we do our show, I'm going to tell you a story. This is a true story. I was in New Jersey. I think it was New Jersey or the island. I forget who he was in. Troy Crowder was there. It was two years before he had his fight with you, right? So I'm sitting there watching the morning skate. He was in the playoffs. And he came up and he says, you know, I'm as tough as Probert. I said, sure you are, kid. And he said, he said, he said someday I'll prove it. He still hasn't proved it, but uh, I, that's, it. that's the way it is. Two years before I met him, they were talking about he could hardly wait to play him, and this is, must be tough. Okay, Dad, so, you know, we're kind of running a little bit long, so what we'll do is, this is, we'll talk about This is what they do on television and radio. This is called a cliffhanger. Is that um, what they call it? Yes. We'll, uh, on the Thursday show, we'll talk about uh, the Bob Probert-Troy Crowder fights. And, and how it came about. How it came about. And you and Ron went down to see the, um, uh, see the rematch. And then uh, we'll talk about a movie that you saw. That oh, you... I love the movie, too. 1917, uh, boy, if you haven't seen it, we'll talk about that Thursday, too. Okay, so that's Thursday, and uh, we'll see you Thursday.